Socialization has been a trendy word for some time. In this episode, we'll be discussing socialization. Let's go. Welcome from Roots to Fruit. As a Canadian Christian Orthodox homeschooling mother that also works, many challenges arise. Come with me as I explore these issues, all of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's go on a journey together from roots to fruit. As I've said in previous episodes, socialization is a big topic, especially since the word has become trendy. We assume that the kids that go to public school are well socialized and that they're around other kids all day. And we assume that the homeschooling kids are socially awkward since they're home all day and presumably don't interact with other kids. Before my husband and I started researching, we thought the same thing, and it was a major concern of ours. But it didn't take much to see that this is far from the truth. And why is that? Well, let's step back and break it down. First, let's define. The definition of socialization is the process beginning during childhood by which individuals acquire the values, habits, and attitudes of society. Side note, I highly do suggest that you look up the origins of the word as well. Secondly, let's look at the child's typical day. We wake up early and get quickly get ready, dressed, breakfast, lunches, and the rest. We rush, 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 get out of the house, get the kids to where they need to go, to daycare, to relative's house, or before school program. If the child is in school, then from the hours of, let's say, 8 to 8 30, to about 3 to 3.30, they spend the day at school. And since the hours of school is less than a typical work day, then you'll have to enroll your child in a daycare or some after-school program or go to a relative. Then after work, the parent fights through traffic to get to their children, adding more hours away from their kids. Then finally, they pick up the kids from wherever they're at and head home. And now the day's done. So rush, rush, rush to finish homework or activities and to rush, rush, rush through dinner and of course prep for the next day. Then we have to rush, rush, rush to get ready for bed and the day is done. But um, where did you spend quality time with the kids? Oh, no worries. We've got the weekends, right? Nope. Guess again. The weekends are filled with chores that you're not able to complete throughout the week. And if you're lucky, you may have an event. Now, I will say this is an overgeneralization of the day. And we didn't talk about those parents that like being away from their kids. And yes, they do exist. And there are more than there should be and more than you think. The last two years has really brought this to the surface. This is something I'm not going to address because it's not for me to judge. I believe this behavior is a symptom of a sick society and we can try to understand and help out, but ultimately this is for God to judge. Plus, we don't know what is happening in their lives. So why am I talking about the child's day when we're talking about socialization? Well, because what a child does during their day is how they become socialized. And as I just mentioned, children spend majority of their time from the age of one till about post-secondary away from parents and in most cases from any family. This means you have no control whatsoever on how the child is being socialized. And this is an important point to understand. What happens is that the parent puts the trust in the school system and anywhere else the child spends their time. Parents hope they're being taught the right things, but realistically, and this is important, parents do not get a say on what and how things are being taught to their children. I can hear people already saying, but wait, I have a good relationship with my child and they tell me everything. If that is you, then fantastic, but you are the minority. Also, you may have the best relationship with your child, 
but you still may not know what is happening. And this is something I see all too often. There have been many times when a parent tells me that they know what is happening in their child's day, but then the kid does or says something that reveals that the parent has no idea. Unfortunately, it's only recently that parents start to notice certain things happening in schools, even if it's been going on for decades. This I personally have experience in. I've been telling parents and teachers about what's being taught in schools for two decades now, and I've been consistently dismissed. It wasn't until the online schooling happened that parents got to see for themselves and teachers started to realize what they've been teaching. The reason why I bring this up is simple. These are the things that help socialize our children. Children learn social values, ethics, behaviors from those around them. When the teacher doesn't understand what they're teaching, and when the parents are unaware of what's happening, then this is a red flag that shouldn't be ignored. If we go back to a typical day, our children are not only away from their family, but they spend their day with other children of the same age. They get very few breaks to be with other children, so they really don't get to spend much quality time. Also, there's typically one adult per 20 to 30 students, sometimes more. And this is assuming that the adult is acting like an adult. What happens in schools is that the children learns to act from other children of the same age and have a teacher that has her attention split in many different directions as a role model. There's no growth in this. It stagnates personal development and has become very evident in our society. You can see this in the workforce where adults are still acting like children. This is what they learn because there's no one there to teach them how to act and how to grow. In the past, there was multiple grades together. This gave the opportunity for the younger ones to have an example to look up to and for the older ones to learn how to teach and how to be a role model. By the time they were teenage years, they were mature and they were capable enough to handle adult responsibilities. Now we start to mature in our 30s, if you're lucky. In the past, school prepared children for the real world. There were all sorts of classes, clubs to teach children various skills. Kids learned about manners, respect, sewing, cooking, DIY, financing, conversational skills, etiquette, dealing with life's problems, and so much more. There were clubs that helped you find where your interests lied. You learned about various hobbies and sports, and when I say sports, I don't just mean the typical ones. There used to be a wide range of sports with all sorts of personality types. Kids were able to find their community and had a sense of belonging. These programs were removed mostly due to political reasons. However, recently they started to bring them back, labeling them as new, as if they were the first ones to think of them. And of course, they're getting the pats on the back for it instead of admitting that they were wrong to take them out to begin with. Again, this is a product of our system. These individuals crave the praise and have no idea how to take responsibility for their actions. The younger generations have no idea that these are not new, since the mentality is out with the old, in with the new, so all that is old, which is tried and true, is now forgotten by your younger generation. One of the biggest problems in public schools tends to actually be socialization. Violence and bullying is on an increase. There's division amongst the students that are also promoted by teachers. There's favoritism, a lack of understanding, and punishment for those who do not want to toe the line. There's no diversity of thought. There's lots of pressure to fit in at all costs and really killed if you don't. There are events in and out of school that you must participate in, otherwise you may not fit in. And not to mention the cost that goes with all these events and the time taken away from family to prepare or to attend them. Then there's the constant undermining of family and Christian values. Teachers have taken on the role of the parent, not only without the parent's consent, but also with the use of subversion. 
They have also removed God to be more inclusive, but replaced him with other things that are not inclusive at all. Education has also been removed and replaced with confusion and schooling. Education is when you're teaching your child how to think so they can think for themselves, analyze and come up with conclusions or resolutions for themselves. Schooling is when you're telling the child what to think so they do not question with blind obedience. All of this is socializing the child and we see the results when they become adults. Some other issues we see in schools is participation marks and no failures. This does a disservice to children. We're supposed to learn how to overcome failures, faults, errors at a young age. This is important. Why? Because it's better to learn as a kid why you didn't get that gold trophy than to learn as an adult why your job performance is suffering. Another issue is that children are placed in the grade level associated with their age as opposed to the level associated with what they can actually do. And even worse, the teacher tries to pigeonhole them at that level. Back in my day, and this still exists in some schools, we had three levels. Kids that were deemed to be below average, so they had to be taught at a remedial level, the average kids, and the kids that were supposedly assessed to be more advanced than the grade level associated with their age. This caused major issues. The gifted kids got all the attention and opportunities, while the rest of us were left behind. Some were deemed not worth the effort to bring up to the expected levels. I know of one situation where one kid was deemed to be below average and a bit of a troublemaker, but the real problem is that the teacher wasn't really engaging her so she couldn't reach her potential. In fact, when she has shown her creative writing assignment to other members of her work group, some of the members were surprised of how good her writing was and that she should not be put in any sort of remedial level schooling. Even if the practice of subdividing students has been removed, in most places the attitude towards the different levels hasn't changed. Teachers find it easier to teach the kids that catch on to concepts quicker instead of helping those that need it. And since the teacher tends to stay at their pace, it ultimately leaves others behind. There is also the issue that many kids these days need more help than before, and it is difficult for one teacher to deal with, which of course crushes the kids and their motivation decreases. There's also a shortage of educational assistance, which makes the matter worse. Even though in the past, the teacher did not require an assistance and they were able to handle it all themselves and had the knowledge to do so. The reason why I bring all this up is because even if it sounds like an academic issue, they actually overlap with socialization. We're training our kids to be rewarded simply by participating. We're training them to put people into classes and to treat them differently. We're not teaching them how to overcome their problems how to be the best that they can be, how to critically think, how to think for themselves, how to grow, how to deal with difficulties, to be motivated, to be ambitious, and etc. We're not teaching our kids to socialize properly, yet we're training them to become obedient to authority without question. Thank you for your time. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your time. If you want to know more about me and my podcast, please visit me at my website for more information at fromrootstofruit.podbean.com. May you be blessed from roots to fruit.